Welcome to the Sarah V podcast. Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Take a minute. Go ahead. Uh, share the share this podcast. Uh, take a screenshot. Uh, tag a friend. Send it to a family member because this is gonna bless you. This is gonna bless you. Why? Why do I say that? Because you're probably thinking, oh, Sarah. You know, of course you would say that it's your podcast, but no, this is going to bless you because it blessed me, hmm? blessed me uh, while I was studying this out. So I know it's going to be a blessing to you. So take a minute, go ahead and do that. Share this with somebody um, because it's going to be good. We're going to get into this. So uh, welcome everybody. And we're going to be in first Kings 19. And I titled this, God didn't schedule you for the night shift. And there were lots of titles that ran through my head when I was putting this uh, message together. and But this one just seemed to be the most fitting uh, with what, what we're going to get into here. God didn't schedule you for the night shift. So uh, just bear with me here because we're going somewhere. <laughs> we're going to go somewhere. First Kings 19, if you don't know the story, uh, chapter before that's talking about the prophet Elijah, how he was... Um, you just go read it, go read it. We're not going to get into it, but he basically made a mockery of, of any God. That's not the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. And so, uh, starting in 19, it's talking about when Ahab got home, he had told Jezebel, Jezebel sent out this messenger that said, you know, may I, may I be struck dead, uh, by the gods if I don't have you, uh, killed tomorrow. Um, you know, and, so in verse three, this we're going to start here in verse three. So first Kings 19, starting in verse three, it says, Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, where he left his servant there. Then he went on, uh, he went up alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. He sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I am no better than my ancestors who have already died. Let's just stop right there. Let's just take a minute right there. Because the first time I read that, I thought, because if you read the chapter before, he's like mocking and, and saying like, oh, you know, because uh, it's about, you know, the burnt sacrifice. And, and they're saying, you know, these false prophets, oh, my God's great. And he's like, maybe your God's asleep. Maybe your God's in the restroom. And, and you know, like this, this, these bold words. And then he calls down fire from heaven to a wet altar and it burns up because he even poured water on his altar and it all burns up. So he's like proving to them who the, who the one God, who the one true God is. And then in the next chapter, when I was reading this, it says Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. And then it says, take my life, Lord. For I'm no better than my ancestors. And and another translation, he was basically asking the Lord to let him just respectfully just die right there. He said, I've had enough. You know, he's on the run. He's he's uh, got the word. And he said, I've had enough. And we're, we're going somewhere. But I just thought that was so interesting. But let's continue on. Uh, verse 5, it says, Then he lay down. And slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, Get up and eat. 
He looked around there beside his head was some baked bread on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. First of all, let's keep going. Verse seven. (laughs) Verse seven. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up and eat some more for the journey or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up, ate and drank, uh, and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. So we're going to stop right there. <clears throat> because when I was reading this, it like just, I never, I'd read, of course I've like read this story, but it, I never, it never stood out to me the way that it, it, it has here recently. And I've been feeling to, to talk about it because there's so many, just in this, in this one section, there's so many parts of this, you know, you could think, okay, maybe he's being a little dramatic, asking the Lord to just let him die right there. But he went from, Lord, let me, let me lay here at the end of this, at the bottom of this tree and die to falling asleep and then being awoken to a hot meal and some water and then going back to sleep and then being, uh, get, getting up again and eating some more of that. Let me tell you something. This spoke to me. <laughs> because when I read that, you know what, what I get from that? That there's something about a hot meal and some good sleep that can just really change your attitude, your motives, you as a person in general. You know, it can really change Uh, your outlook on life (laughs) like here he was saying lord let me let me let's end it here and he got him some sleep and a hot meal and and let me tell you it it just went on from there but but let's uh, a little bit diving in a little deeper here is the fact that this, you know, the angel says, get up and eat some more because this is what's going to carry you through for 40 days. And then he went out on his journey for 40 days and 40 nights. And he, and, and so that, that meal carried him through. So I'm going to be talking about three, uh, three things. And, and I, I don't know if I said this in the beginning, I titled this, God didn't schedule you for the night shift. So three things um, that I got from this, just this passage right here. And you're probably, um, you know, if you're a Bible scholar, I don't know why you're on my podcast, but you're probably thinking, you know, what, what could you have gotten from that? Let me tell you, number one, do not neglect what a hot meal and some sleep will do for you (laughs) because the Lord doesn't need us to help him solve situations by not eating and losing sleep. And I know this in this particular instance, he, he was resting up and eating for the journey ahead. But when I was when I was studying out scriptures, I came across Psalm 127, 2. And if you don't have this highlighted in your Bible and posted on a sticky note on your mirror, you need to do it. You need to do it. It says it really is senseless to work so hard from early morning till late at night, toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. God can provide for his devoted lovers 
even while they sleep. And that's the passion translation, which is why it's so passionate there. Um, it really is senseless to work so hard from, from morning till late at night toiling to make a living for fear of not having enough. And this is something that I, I don't even think I knew this verse existed. Or at least it didn't speak to me in the way it is. Because isn't that something that we can do that, you know, we're trying to make ends meet out of fear? We're trying to, oh, well, I need to stay up late uh, out of fear. Oh, I need to lose sleep over this out of fear of not having enough of you don't know how the situation is going to play out. Maybe you're letting your mind wander around and, and you just you're losing sleep for it. When the Lord never said that, he never told you to lose sleep. He never, he didn't tell you, you, you don't both need to be up. Hmm? He didn't schedule you for the night shift. He's got it right. Right. And that, that's, and it says God can provide for his devoted lovers, even while they sleep. So what is it that you need from the Lord? Cause he's not asking you to lose sleep over it. It says he can, he can provide. He's, he's, uh, he's not a God that he slumber. Like he's, he doesn't slumber. He he's up through the night. So why don't you let him handle the night shift? Whatever it is that you're, you're worried about or you're fearful. Uh, maybe you don't know. Uh, maybe it's a financial thing. Maybe it's a family affair. Maybe it's something going on, you know, allow him, allow God to be God and get yourself a hot meal and a little nap and a good night's sleep. And allow the situation to change. Let me tell you something. There's something about it because, you know, even like major decisions, it's so much better to sleep on it before you make a major decision. Because it's like, am I going crazy or am I just sleep deprived? You know what I mean? Like, am I losing my mind or have I just not slept? <laughs> am I, am I, am I emotional? Am, am I an outrageous emotional uh, Karen, or am I just hungry? Cause those two factors, sleep and food will, will alter your mind. <laughs> they will alter your mood. They will alter your outlook on life. They will alter, uh, the way you speak to, uh, your, your spouse. They, they will alter things if you're not careful because, you know, obviously if you're fasting, you're more aware of that. You're more aware. Okay. I know. But, but when you get caught up in the moment, those two things can factor in a lot. And, and the second point here that I got from this uh, passage of scripture in 1 Kings 19 is the Lord will provide the substance needed for what's ahead. The Lord will provide what's needed for the journey ahead. You know how the angel said, uh, woke him up the second time and said, get up and eat some more for the journey ahead will be too much for you if you don't. And then he was able to go in 40 days and 40 nights and travel off of that meal. So the Lord will provide the substance for what's ahead. In Matthew 6, starting in verse 31, it says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So you got to think, you got to take a step back. You know, maybe the Lord uh, has called you somewhere. Maybe you just moved somewhere. Uh, maybe you're making a career change. 
Uh, maybe you're uh, doing something, you know, you just, you're, you're taking a shift. The Lord has you going some, somewhere. You have to fully trust and know that he's going to provide for you what's needed for the journey ahead. That he's going to, and it, that it, it's going to give you the substance needed for the journey ahead. I'm talking, I don't know what kind of bread that was on those hot stones, but I'm talking like if he ate that hot cake, one translation called it. I don't know what kind of hot cake it was, but to last him 40 days, for him to go through through the wilderness here for 40 days and 40 nights and it, and it last him that long, that's, that's what I want. That's the... <laughs> That's the kind of that's the that's the kind of hotcakes I'm looking for here. <laughs> but I'm also just thinking about food, y'all, so bear with me. But but the point is that I got from this. And it's so good because it, it's so true. You know, the word says that God will provide all your needs. He already knows what you need. So it's like, why do we always feel like and it I think it's just a flesh thing that we just want to be like well, Lord, don't you know this is going to cost money? <laughs> or like as if he asked, right? As if he said, I'll, I'll only do it if you can, you know, if if you already have the resource. Like uh, if God gave you direction to go, whether it makes sense or not, if you know in your spirit and you feel it that, that you know what, this is God. I know this is God. I know this is his voice. You better go and believe that he's going to provide. Because he know and he knows everything you need. He knows things you need that you don't even know that you need. But he's going to provide for you. And the third thing I got is, uh, point number three is, fear will make an attempt into anyone's life, but you choose whether to let it in or not. So you see, because it says Elijah was afraid and fled for his life, you know, and this is a great prophet. And I'm not saying, because the, the Bible... <clears throat> The Bible talks about everyone's uh, greatest moments and some and everyone's not so great moments. I mean, the Bible just lays it all plain and clear. You know, this is a great prophet here uh, in in First Kings, and yet it says he was he was afraid. And now I'm not down. I'm not saying that's okay, and I'm not saying I'm not focusing on on the, he was afraid part, but the fact that the enemy will come and and make an attempt into any any way he could get in and no one is exempt from that right the enemy no one's exempt from the enemy's temptations so so many people get caught up on beating themselves up because uh they were tempted into fear or doubt or worry or disbelief or anxiety or depression or uh thoughts of uh, of of taking their life but we have to understand it's that's what it that's a, what it is a temptation from the devil a temptation from the enemy to think i'm not worthy to think i'm not good enough to think i'm not pretty whatever it is you know fill in the blank is that he will come in and tempt you and it doesn't matter cuz if you read the chapter before he's like mocking you know these false gods and and and, and he's saying you know maybe your god's in the bathroom relieving himself over there. And then the next chapter it says, and he was afraid and fled for his life. Like that's just the, like, it doesn't matter 
Like you have to understand that, that the temptation will be there to give up, to quit, to run, to be afraid. But you have to understand that, that God is with you. And in Isaiah 41, 10, it says, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up in my victorious right hand. So see, it's, it's not, it's not the temptation that, um, like, how can I say this? Everyone's going to be tempted. And I feel like too many people count themselves out because they were, well, I was tempted to, uh, run away or I was tempted to quit my job because it got hard or I was tempted. Like, I feel like too many people count themselves out, but it's not that like the temptation, it, it doesn't mean it's just like, uh, your, you know, your thoughts, like, like not every thought you have is, is your thought, right? The enemy can put thoughts in your mind and we have to cast them down, take hold of vain imagination. You know, the Bible talks all about that. So people will have the, like a thought and say, oh, that must have been my thought. And when really it's just the enemy coming in to try to tempt you to think about uh, uh, being afraid or, you know, and then you catch yourself in this like spiral. And it's so important if you catch it right, right from the beginning, and you cast it down. You say, you know what? No, I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. I'm not scared. I'm not anxious. And like, that's the thing is like, even because like, and, and what I'm trying to say is don't count yourself out just because a situation arose and you felt tempted to get in doubt or you felt tempted to get in fear. But understand that that's just a tactic of the enemy. And what you need to do when that happens is you need to read your word find yourself a scripture and remain on God's promises. Remain on the word God gave to you. You know, go back. If, if you've been prayed over and you wrote that down, like in your phone, go back and read that. Go back. If you've been prophesied over, go back and read that. Go back and, and, and watch that. Go back and, and, and take yourself, you know, so that way you know that, you know, I'm called to do this. I'm right where God wants me to be. I'm doing what God wanted me to do. I married who God wanted me to marry. I, I, I'm living the way God wants me to live. I'm like, you have to be so sure within yourself that any temptation that comes in from the enemy, you just know, oh, this is the devil. This, the, <laughs> this, the devil, <laughs> This just the devil, you know, someone come, it, you know, it could be like a family member trying to, uh, come at you or, or a friend trying to come at you or, or someone you haven't talked to in 10 years. Listen, y'all, someone I ain't talked to in 10 years messaged me on Facebook and, and was t t saying, and I know they would, they would never listen to this podcast, but they were saying like about how ninth grade and they thought about me and, and someone else in, in ninth grade. And, and I said, what the devil? <laughs> <laughs> I said, what the, de and then someone else from, from a job I used to work at when I was like 17, like messaged, uh, me on Facebook. I, I'm telling y'all it's Facebook. Facebook is the devil. Someone uh, messaged me on Facebook and, and was like, Oh, uh, you know, I always regret, uh, not talking to you or something. I mean, I was like, what the devil is this? And I showed my husband, I said, just so you know, <laughs> I'm block, I mean, block, delete. I don't know. Like it, just people like the enemy will try any which way he can to come in and, 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 and just make himself present and known. And it, and it's your job to recognize the enemy and know, okay, that, that, that's him. That's him. That's the, that's the enemy.
and not lose sleep over it. Not lose sleep over it because that, you know, going back to uh, the original point here is to not lose sleep and and to keep yourself fed because it's easy for people who have anxiety and worry to just like stop eating because they're like, oh, well, you know, I shouldn't, they don't like allow themselves to enjoy food or, or go out or any of these things because they just think like, oh, I need to be, you know, fearful or I need to, I, you know, I need to worry about so-and-so or I need to, you know, check in on so-and-so and they wouldn't want me to be eating if, if they, you know, whatever, like you need to, to, to quit. You need to quit that. If that's you, you need to quit that and you need to go to sleep. And then wake up and make yourself some hot cakes in the morning. Because let me tell you something, you need to go to sleep. If you haven't been sleeping because of a financial stress or uh, a family burden or something that's been going on, and maybe, and this isn't everyone, some of you are listening to me, you sleep like a baby, and that's great. But I'm telling you what, there's some people, you're losing sleep over situations, whether knowingly or unknowingly, you know, people, and people will claim insomnia for like, Days and days. Oh, I have insomnia. Okay, well, have you gotten to the root of it? Huh? Is it like, is it subconsciously that you're uh, having anxiety about a situation at work? Hmm? Or, or, or a situation in your marriage or in your family? Have you gotten to the root of it, insomnia? Because so many people would just be like, oh, and accept it and be up all night and be like, oh, I have insomnia. I can't sleep. Have you, have you taken a second? to read the scriptures that he makes me lie down in green pastures. <laughs> Have you taken a second to, to, to get in your word and stand on a scripture of, of, you know what the Lord gives me sleep. I don't need to worry about how I'm going to make ends meet. The Lord gives me sleep and he's going to handle it. And let me tell you another, but this is a bonus point here. Don't let the suddenly make you look stubbornly. Hmm. That's a quote right there all day long. I, I kind of came up with that. So if you do quote it, you, you know, credit do, because don't let a suddenly make you look stubbornly in an instant. The entire situation that you're worrying about could be corrected in an instant. And, and you say, how do you know that? Because in, in the book of Acts, when Peter was arrested, it says the night before Peter was to be placed on trial he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. And then suddenly, you know what happens when I hear the word suddenly? I'm going to let y'all know right now. That right there. When I think of suddenly, that's what I think about. Suddenly, there was a bright light in the cell and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter the angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up. And the chains fell off his wrist. That's a suddenly right there. And, and, and he was sleeping that the bright light didn't even wake him up. Some of y'all, a uh, uh, light will, I mean, you got blackout curtains cause you can't sleep with the light. And, and the angel had to strike him and say, get, get up, <laughs> say, get up. That's a suddenly. Was he worried? No, he was sleeping. He was sleeping. People were praying for him. He was sleeping. He wasn't worried. He wasn't worried about what was going on because suddenly the whole, th the whole situation changed. Suddenly the, the chains fell off his wrist. 
And that's happened to me a couple of times. I, I would I would let myself, <clears throat> I'll be real with y'all, I've let myself get to a place it, of being in worry of of how, you know, um, uh, example, uh, tax season, when taxes are due. I feel like I don't know enough about the government or, or, or anybody, you know, of how that all works. And so I could let myself get in, in worry and anxiety and say to my husband, you know, how are we going to, how are we going to do this? You know, how does this work and how, how are we going to, you know, pay this and, and, and whatever. And it just be a suddenly, you know, my husband always tells me, he, and, and this is why I said, don't let the suddenly make you look stubbornly. Cause every time I come to my husband and I like nag him about something, because I'm gonna be real with y'all right now. I'm being real. I would, I used to, amen, nag him like, Hey, we need to get this done. Hey, we need to get this done. Hey, we need to figure out what we're going to do about this. And he'd just say, relax, just relax. It's going to work out. Just relax. We're not going to jail. Like, just relax. And then, like, the day comes and, like, a suddenly, everything's, like, taken care of. And I'm like, that's it? He said, yeah, that's it. And then he's like, I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. Why, why were you worrying? I told you. You know, or, or payments due. He's like, I told you so. You know. We were moving. And he just shared this in, in his uh, most recent podcast on the MJV podcast. Uh, I believe it was titled... Um, reasons why you should read your word every day. We were moving and our moving day came and we had no U-Haul. There was like a mix up and we had no U-Haul and we had already told our landlord we had to be out by the next day. So it was like, there was no time to spare. And every U-Haul within a three hour radius was, was reserved and taken. And I remember going to the bank and I was standing there at the ATM because I was like depositing money into my account. And my husband was out in the parking lot and he was looking up uh, U-Hauls. And I just remember crying. <laughs> I remember crying. And the bank the bank assistant there was so nice because I'm sure I looked like I had, you know, just walked up off the streets. I was looking rough. I looked like I had been crying because I was like, how are we going to move now? What are we going to do? I don't know. You know, I'm thinking all these things. I'm like, I still need to pack. Like, I, you know, procrastinator right here. Uh, that's who I was right there. And the Lord is helping. Amen. And I said, <laughs> I said, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to drive six hours round trip to go get a U-Haul. And then we're going to lose half the day. We're supposed to be out. And I'm just like, just letting it in. Oh, man, just letting it in. I have no idea what we're going to do. And I'm not even joking you. By the time I got back out in the parking lot, my husband said, I found the U-Haul. It's 20 minutes away. It's the last one. They're holding on to it for us. And it was a suddenly, it was suddenly like all my fear was gone. Suddenly I felt so stupid for dehydrating myself from crying. Suddenly I felt like, wow, why was I even like, you know, wasting my time? Like I could have really, and I could have went and got a coffee and had a great day, but, but I just allowed that in. And so now I've realized the tactic of the enemy and I stop it. I say, you know what? No, I'm not allowing this in. I'm not, this is not allowed in my life. Worry is not allowed in my life. Fear is not allowed in my life. And I, and I, and I speak that until, until it's real to me, until it's real to me, because it's not, you know, someone might say, well, Sarah, you're just lying to yourself, but it's not, it's confessing it until it becomes real to me. Because though I, I could be in fear and though I could be in anxiety or, or worry, 
I am not allowing myself to confess that. And, and that's another thing is, and I might talk about this on another podcast is, is watch what you confess because, you know, even though it might be there, you know, you don't need to claim it. You don't need to allow it in your mind. You know, just because you don't sleep well at night doesn't mean you need to go around telling all your friends, I don't sleep at night, right? You need to be saying, nope, I'm, I'm by faith, by faith, I sleep like a baby. By faith, I, I, I'm set. I'm, you know, and, 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 and believe it too, because, you know, if it's promised to you, like in his word, then there's no need to, um, not believe it. You know, if God's promised all your needs, like, you know, I'm going to have water. I'm going to have food. I'm going to have clothes on my back. I'm going to have a roof over my head. Like, if, if that's, you know, cause that's what's promised to us. He promises to take care of all of our needs, right? He's like, why it, it, it even like in the Bible is like, why do you even ask me for your needs? Like I already take care of your needs. Like, tell me what you want. Right? Like that's, that's the kind of God we serve that he's like, he's so far past like meeting our needs. He just wants to like know what we want because he's like, why would like, you know, if you have kids and your kids were coming up to you, like, can I have water? And you're like, why are you asking me that? Go get, go get you some water. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how it is when we come to God and when we're like, Lord, I need, I need, I need, I need. And, and he's just like, I already, I got you. I got you. But we lose sleep over it. And I'm not saying we like the listeners, I'm talking about, you know, people who out there losing sleep. Um, but you know, people will lose sleep over it and, and feel like they need to stay up with God. And have like a worry slumber party of how are we going to do this? How are we going to make this work? How are we going to do this? And that's not, that's not, he's not asking us to do that. He's not asking us to do that. Because he's got it taken care of. He's got it. And that, and see, this is why I had so many titles for this. Because I could be, I'm talking about worry and fear and losing sleep and eating. And let me tell you something. It's, it's all, it's all tied in. It's all tied in. God didn't schedule you for the night shift. So tonight, if that's you, if you are finding yourself losing sleep or losing your appetite over some, and I'm not, and and listen, I'm not downplaying because I know like, like if something, you know, happens in your life, like I've had tragedy in my life as I'm sure everyone listening has had, because I mean, It's, you know, people are people and people, uh, can hurt you and people can, man can fail you. And, uh, you know, things happen and I'm not like downplaying that or, or any, or disregarding that whatsoever. Let me make that clear. But if it's something that's an attack from the enemy and you realize it's an attack, there has to be a point where you stand up and say, enough is enough. I'm not allowing this in my life anymore. I'm not um, allowing myself to fall into a pit of grief. I'm not allowing myself to fall into a pit of, of shame or fear or poverty, like anything like that. Like you have to say enough is enough. Because I'm not talking about like, you know, the temporary emotions that come from it. I'm talking about like this has been going on. For longer than, than a week or even 
longer than a month or even a couple days. Like this has just been something that's not just like, you know, like you can tell you, you know, you know, and that's where you say, you know what, this is a scripture I'm going to stand on. And this is, this is the, the prayer I'm going to pray. And, and this is the friend I'm going to call to encourage me. Like you have to get in place a system here that, that you, you know, what, whatever it is, I'm going to read my word and I'm going to confess that I'm going to fall asleep. And then I'm going to go, I'm going to leave my phone charging in the, uh, by the, by the door on the table, whatever. I'm going to go in my room and I'm going to turn the fan on and go to bed like that. Like, because, you know, first of all, if you're not sleeping with a fan, then, and, and you have insomnia, it's a no wonder because I, you know, that's, a, that's another story. But let me tell you, this is what you're going to do. If this is you, I want you to write down some scriptures on rest and you can Google. I mean, it's so easy. Just Google scriptures that the Lord gives me rest and you stand on those and, and you remind yourself and you read them and read them out loud. So you're hearing the word and, and stand on it. And then anytime you start to feel like, uh, fear or worry, you speak that out. Nope. You know what? I, I'm going to go rest. I'm going to go rest. And then, and then don't beat yourself up because you know, there's been times and I'm sorry if there's any, any dudes on, uh, but again, what are you doing? here? <laughs> but there's been times where I think like I've become the worst wife. I'm so emotional. I am losing my mind. I'm, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make headlines. Like I've had these thoughts before, like I'm going to make headlines and then, you know, what's up? It's that time of the month. And I'm like, oh, I'm not so emotional as I thought. I, you know, I'm not so, so crazy as I thought. I was just like, my mind just like goes rampant. But now I realize, okay, God's given me control over that. God's given us control. He's given us dominion. He's given us uh, control over our emotions, which is something my husband helped me figure out after we've been married. Cause he's like, you know, you don't have to be emotional like, like that. <laughs> and and I would say you know what you're right you're right I I have control over my emotions and now when I feel like you know what Sarah's about to make headlines I say you know what that's that's a lie from the enemy I don't have to be emotional I don't have to 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 be crazy (laughs) because I'm not it's not you know what I mean but I'm saying like you have control you people have control over that and 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 emotions are good and emotions are from God, like he gave us emotions, but it's when emotions uh, take control of us. Like it's when, it's when you can't even stop it. You know what I mean? Like it's when you can't even stop it, that, that you need to, to have a check. You know, it's like when you can't even control it, you need to have a check and say, am I in control here or, or are my emotions in control? Is, or is the enemy playing into this? is the enemy playing, you know, I don't even know why I'm, why I'm talking about this, but you know, I pray it's going to minister to somebody because hello, (laughs) like, uh, Sarah's really outing herself on this podcast, but, um, you need to, you need to make sure that you're in control of everything, you know, and and confess that I don't let, I don't let other uh, factors control me. I don't let uh, my emotions run me. I don't let my day predict how my day is going to be. 
I don't let other people predict how my day is going to be or how, how I'm going to act or react or, or anything. Like you are in control because you have dominion over, over everything. You have dominion over your day. You have dominion over your body. You have dominion over your mind, your thoughts, your will, your emotions. You have the power to say what, what's gonna, what, what's up. You have the power to say what's up for your day. And even, you know, if your day doesn't look like it's going so well, then you start, you start speaking to it. Okay. You know what? No, I'm going to have a good day. These are the things I'm grateful for. These are the things I'm, I'm, I, I'm thankful for. I praise you, Lord. You know, like that's something that the enemy can't stand is when we praise God, even when we're going through it, even when we're having uh, challenges, but we're praising God. Amen. Amen. And to bring it back, you have control <laughs> over your sleep schedule. <laughs> I don't know how I tied it, but that, I hope that that helps somebody because I was not, that wasn't in my notes. I wasn't going there, but, but we went there. So, uh, just remember, just remember that to test, test everything. Okay. Like take, take breaks throughout the day and say, am I in control? Like, is this, am, am I the one in control or, or are my emotions talking like that? Or is the lack of sleep talking like that? Or am I hangry and I'm treating people like this? Like, like you need to, you need to check, right? Is it the enemy or am I just hungry? <laughs> right? Am, am I about to, to make headlines or do I just need a nap? Because it, it can do wonders. Amen. It, it can do, it can do wonders. And so I'm gonna pray. Father, I thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for every listener watching. Lord, I pray right now that you bless everyone. Father, that you even remind us throughout the day of the dominion you've given us, of the control you've given us, of the authority that you've given us, Father. That we can, that we choose how we live our day. We choose how how, uh, we, we can stand and confess your word. That it doesn't matter what the doctors have said. It doesn't matter what the family said. It doesn't matter what the the ex-best friend's cousin's brother said, but Father, it matters what you have said. And we confess that and we stand on that. And I pray for sweet sleep over everyone who is struggling with sleep. Father, let that not even be their confession anymore, but Father, let them let them from this night forward, God, sleep a good sleep in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to let y'all know right now. Let me tell you. <laughs> I love you guys. And um, if you've been around on my social media or on my broadcast, then you know uh, most of my podcasts get uploaded from uh, broadcasts that I do. Because I don't, I'm not like a 15-minute like powwow podcast. I mean, I would love to be. And maybe one day, but then I get feedback and they're like, what would I do for the other 30 minutes? <laughs> and so I'm, 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 you know, maybe I'll get there one day, but this isn't that day. But I want to tell you right now, you are blessed. You are in control of your thoughts, of your emotions. And it, when you take that, that will, that free will that God's given you and you pair that up with the word of God and his authority he's given you and the promises, nothing on this earth, no devil on this earth can stop you. No de- no matter how, how, how dressed up the devil comes at you, 
with worry or panic or poverty or fear or lack, whatever, doesn't matter. You know what you have. And I want to remind you that you have his word and to stand on it. So I love you guys and I will see you next time on the next podcast. Be blessed. If you'd like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and go after souls, you can do so by going to mjvministries.com and clicking Give Now. You can also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search MJV Ministries and subscribe. Thanks for listening.